Welcome to the February 22nd edition of Look At My Records. Kicked the show off with the brand new single by Forever Honey, previously known as Q. The song is called Christian. It's the first single off of their forthcoming debut EP, Pre-Mortem High. And they also released a video for Christian, and it features me in it. Q will be playing at Alphaville on March 11th, so don't miss it. And they'll also be performing at the New Colossus Festival on March 15th at Arlene's Grocery. Today's episode features a great interview with a Chicago-based musician, Waltzer. We had a great time chatting recently, and the interview and live performance will be airing right now, right after this message from Radio Free Brooklyn. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. We need your help. Radio Free Brooklyn's turning five years old. Our Drive to Five campaign needs to raise $25,000 to help us continue to bring you the programming you love and become more self-sustaining. Several artists have created custom t-shirt designs for the drive, including our own Lisa Levy, host of Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit, Japanese etching artist Mitsushige Nishiwaki, and former manager of The Clash, Cosmo Vinyl. To get yours, take our online quiz or give a small donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Drive to Five. All right. We're on the radio now. (laughs) This is Look at My Records radio program. I'm here with Waltzer. Hi. Real name Sophie. No. You have a cool last name because when you guys signed in downstairs, I get like an email like, Mm. this is here to see you. Tell Mm. me your last name. I liked it. Yeah, sometimes when I go to like bars, um, I, I'll say like because I don't really use my real last name. My real last name is Pomeranz, uh, but I like people to pronounce it Pomeranz. So they'll be like, "How do you say this?" And I'll be like, "Pomeranz." Yeah, and very then, bougie. I, I like yeah, it. I think it sounds kind of cool. into it. Totally into yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome to New York. You're here. You're originally. Well, not originally from Chicago, but you're based in Chicago now. For sure, yeah. Here to play some music, do some music stuff. Mm. How's the city been treating you? Awesome. We have an Airbnb and we feel like uh, kings. Yeah. Um, there's a living room. There's a kitchen. I made a dinner. Yeah, it was so good. Right, Kelly? Yeah. Kelly's here. <laughs> Kelly plays with you? Yeah, Kelly's the bass player. Nice. And she's also in a band called Aunt Kelly. And they're awesome. It's like Elton John. Nice. That's what I think. He's been in the news. He was at the Academy Awards playing music recently. Yeah. Then Eminem showed up, too. We'll yeah, everybody that. keeps saying that. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I... Um, we heard something about Lose Yourself, that song. I was talking to my friend today about it. Like, my dad's in a cover band, and he uses a song, you know, uh, Lose Yourself, and he plays that. Nice. And then he mashes it up with Hamilton, and it goes, like, you only got one shot, one shot. And it's so weird. It's a good mashup. <laughs> Your dad's thinking. Yeah. 
<laughs> but <laughs> what a weird dude, but I love him. It's so your dad plays music. That's cool. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your musical background. I read that your most recent song, Destroyer, mm. you recorded part of it in Florida. Are you from Florida originally, or were mm. you living there? I recorded all of Destroyer in Chicago. Oh, so it was um, you, I Don't Want to Die. I Don't Want to Die was actually recorded in Vancouver, um, but it was written, written in Florida. Written in Florida, yeah. okay. Sorry. I knew. I knew I had. Such like I was onto something. path. <laughs> but it's, it, tell me a little bit about your, your story with that. Yeah, so I was uh, in a band called Kill Mama. Um, it was like a lot more aggressive and um, like bluesy. Um, and I was sort of writing songs on the side, like little bedroom songs and stuff. I started getting really into 60s pop and... I really wanted to write something with like the normal formula that I don't know was you know kind of old and kind of new I don't know I just had like I was really inspired at that time by that feeling actually not to I can I can talk forever so (laughs) sorry but um I was staying with my mom in Boca and I hated it yeah and um I some guy told me he called it like mental suburbia and then when he said that everything just like blossomed in my head and I was like that's such a great like saying that's what it feels like it's you know and so I, this whole fear of like being domesticated and falling into like this rich like awful bubble um is what kind of sparked songs like I don't want to die and 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 long story short my band went to record in Vancouver that really did not work out very well but we did manage to record this one song that I recorded by myself with the producer and uh, it was kind of a weird falling out, but long story short, I got I got to have that song. So when I moved to Chicago, I used that song to meet people. Oh, cool. So this was originally a song <sighs> written for your more aggressive, older band? In a sense, yeah. It was like we were already um, kind of drifting. And so I was, I don't know, the music that I was writing was turning out to be different. He wasn't really into that song anyway. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. So at that point, were you ready to move on to your own solo material or was it scary? What was going Mm -hmm. through your mind when you were ready to embark on your own? I was sad because I was like grieving kind of this identity with this person that I really cared about. And um, it was hard. And like I moved, you know, and so I was like my whole life. Was, I kind of gave it up, but I kind of gave it up to start something new because I needed something new because I was going absolutely insane. You know, we would practice and it would just be like, whatever, you know? So I just, yeah, it felt good to start something new, even though it was hard to let go of the past, which is always a problem of mine. It's, it is hard to let go of the past. And how'd you form this identity as Waltzer since it is a, a moniker? The music is very soulful and... Mm. Th- at times dark as well. Yeah. How'd you come up with this identity and formulate this identity? Um, I I had spent about two years thinking about what what I wanted to like be represent. I was asking myself way too many like existential questions. Nothing was really happening. I think it really kind of formed I don't know, when I moved to Chicago and the musicians that I played with, I had these songs, but they when I took them to some of my friends in this band, Rookie, um, they really helped me arrange them to become like more rock and roll. And 
And then I found like my blue suit that I wear when I play and I found like I passed by my silver tone guitar in the window and I was like, that's it. And I feel like, I don't know, all of a sudden I was trying to get the answer, but it just kind of happened. And then I was like, oh, this is Walter. And I hope that makes sense. No, that is really cool. It's always cool to me to hear about how musicians pair visual elements like you're saying your blue suits with the music and the identity but it sounds like it was pretty natural the way it happened yeah for the most part I mean there we I definitely had some really awkward shows like I because in my last band I would like rage and smash the drums and be like super dramatic and in this show I was like what do I do like I, I didn't know who, how to act but then I, once I just let go it just happens naturally like I don't really feel like as a creative I don't know. As a creative person, uh, you you can't really make decisions like that. Those decisions happen on their own, and you just give it space to happen, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. It does make sense. Cool. And tell me about the song, I really like We're All Gonna Die. Of course, I like Destroyer, too. I feel like the songs are pretty different in a lot of ways as well. We're All Gonna Die, when I listen to it, you keep singing, I don't want to die, but it's also sort of upbeat and freeing almost Mm. what was the message of the song where you're kind of realizing that we are all gonna die anyway kind of accepting it even though you don't want to yeah i think so i mean you're constantly like i don't know i mean i'm a bit of an obsessive person i've had moments where i just think about dying all the time Um, and I think the best way to deal with that kind of stuff is to kind of laugh. I, I, I definitely take myself too seriously. So I feel like it, I don't know, it was really therapeutic to kind of put it in a fun poppy beat. Yeah, that is definitely something that, you know, I deal with a lot. And I think a lot of people, 20-somethings in their early 30s, mm-hmm. deal with a lot. And I thought it was so cool how you did the words and the music are kind of you know, one's uplifting, the other's kind of yeah. dark. Is that what you were going for? For sure. I really like doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like as much as possible. And um, also the guy I was working with in Vancouver, uh, Felix, um, he just like, I told him I really, I was like, how do, I, I still can't figure it out. Like how do the Ronettes sound like the Ronettes? Like how do these bands, like all these Phil Spector bands sound the way they do? Like even if you have the equipment sometimes, you still can't get it. And he just, I don't know, like, when I heard that back, I was like, that is the closest I've gotten to that, like, I don't know, original sound, you know? And so I was super stoked on it, and he's a really funny, sarcastic guy, so it worked out. That yeah, way. and working with him, he, he managed to make the song really big-sounding, and you did it as well. What were some of the things you guys did in the studio to really get that really thick, well, powerful we, sound out of that song? Yeah, we used... Um, a drum machine off of like an organ. Yeah, I really liked the percussive elements yeah. in there. Even even kind of the the strumming kind of had like really added to it as well. Yeah, he like even helped me um, kind of you know he kind of like guided me with the strumming and stuff like that. And uh, oh, the best part of recording that was. Um, even though it was, we had a really hard time recording there. It was a really dark time. <laughs> um, this is one of the highlights. Is <laughs> um, when we recorded the backup vocals. He had me face the wall, and he recorded the sound bouncing off the wall. And there was really high ceilings, so that was that was really cool. Destroyer 
like I said, definitely a different sounding song. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, so I had a song that I wrote like 10 years ago or something crazy like that that I called Destroyer and I never finished it and it was very, very different. Um, we had we were doing pre-production to go into the studio at Treehouse. I was working with Chris as my uh, Chris Devlin as my producer. I brought him the song, and um, I was like, I don't know, like I never finished, you know, just like I don't know what to do with it. I never finished it, <laughs> blah, blah blah blah. And he's like, No, all right, let let me see something there. And then he was like, You know, it reminds me of the song, which was like, Try some, buy some, that Ronnie Spector George Harrison song, and he played that song for me, and I was like. <laughs> Whoa! Like, I was like, that's the song of my dreams. I got so obsessed with it. And um, so he and I together kind of started developing something kind of like, we wanted an epic, I don't know, emotional rock and roll song that was nostalgic feeling. And um, yeah, and so I took, he helped me with the guitar parts. I took it home and I wrote the lyrics that night. Um, and I was all, at the same time, I was also obsessing over... Um, the idea of like uh, my ancestors, I was thinking a lot about them <laughs> and uh, how like they were controlling like what I was, what I do and that like my genetics are in control of my behaviors. Yeah. So I was like reading a lot about that, talking a lot about that. And uh, so that's kind of where I guess the lyrics kind of bled into the song. Cool. So you started, you had pieces of the song written mm. a while ago. How much was written and how much did you hammer out more recently it was like nothing from the song that i had wrote really came interesting except for like one i had like a bass line that was kind of similar that i played on guitar but other than that it was totally gone oh wow and maybe i think i said the word destroyer in the last song yeah that's an important word yeah (laughs) but i can't remember how it goes Writing as a solo artist when you're in another band, how much did you do that while you were in your other project? Um, well, when I was in Kill Mama, I kind of chilled on writing like my own songs, so I wasn't really writing that much. But towards the end is when I started really getting inspired. I had some made ch- made some changes in my life, and I was starting to get inspired by different things and that I guess so maybe towards like the last couple of years or so I I think I don't know my memory is also everything's a blur but cool and yeah. tell me about Chicago and the music scene and what brought you there yeah um it's a wild path but uh I since I was young I always wanted to go to Chicago and I I never really understood why um but I, th- when I now that I think about, it, I think it's because of all the movies that I liked, <laughs> took place in Chicago, honestly, and um, my you know, best friend's wedding. Yeah, I just watched that the yeah, other day. My fiance loves that movie. Yeah, it's it, it holds up. It's hey, it's a good <laughs> solid film. Julia Roberts yeah. is amazing. Yeah, and the the guys that are in the movie, I don't even remember their names. I but. don't know their names. <laughs> But they're they're all so attractive, yeah. and that one guy, her like gay friend, he's great. Yeah, it's just a uh, lot of hot people yeah. in the '90s in yeah. that film. Cameron like, Diaz, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She used to be such damn. a babe, I and mean, she still is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great film. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, 
So the Chicago music scene is awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, I'm really glad that I had like a pull there. Um, it all sort of like the minute I got there, I just started hearing really amazing bands. I think the first couple bands I heard were like Space Skaters and um, Andrew Saw, which like was really cool because we just had a release show and played with both of them. And I was like, these are the OGs. Yeah. And then Aunt Kelly and um, like I'm trying Rookie, where those were like the first dudes I met, and they started playing with me right away. And um, I was like, oh my god, everybody's so talented here. I really got my ass handed to me because I was like, I don't know shit about music theory or anything. Yeah, you don't need to. Uh, well, maybe yeah. you do. I don't well, know. that's what I always said. I was like, nah, I don't need to learn stuff about things. It's, I don't need to be smart, you know. And um. But it actually kind of does hold you back because I don't know how to explain things to people. Um, so I'm, I've been working on that really hard since I moved to Chicago. In Fort Lauderdale, Florida, it doesn't really matter. You're like, dude, go like this. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, wow. And then they yeah, do that. That's interesting to me, too, because <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people that come from places where there isn't really a music scene. And then going to a place like Chicago where there is a Everybody really supportive school. community where you can work with other people. How much does that help you creatively in your songwriting, being able to have a community of people that you can work with? It's it's like I get, I feel so lucky. I get to have like the support to, I don't know, like if I hear sounds in my head, I, I have friends that I can ask to help me get there. Yeah. And that's awesome. And not to say Fort Lauderdale has a really badass music scene. Oh, really? But yeah, like unbelievably Well, it's Tampa, so. right? No, that's, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fort Lauderdale's like 25 minutes from Miami. Yeah, I got to brush up on my Florida geography. Yeah, Sorry. I can help you. Shit. We'll, we'll sit Fuck. down later. And, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Tallahassee <laughs> is the capital. Yeah, I right? don't, I don't even know. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fort Lauderdale's the capital, damn it. Oh, it is? <laughs> no, um, it's not, it's not. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was one of those states, yeah, I thought it was, I think it's Tallahassee. I'm yeah. sticking to Tallahassee. Yeah, Final yeah. answer. It sounds good. Final yeah. fucking answer. <laughs> <be> Miami. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but okay, so that's cool though. Mm-hmm. But I'm. Um, it probably Chicago is probably better music scene. Would you say? Or I just different. It's better. It's just different. It's it works for what I'm going yeah. for right now, and it's fun. You know, I think that's the best part. It's just, and there are like a lot of zines and like blogs and like stuff like that there's people who are also there to listen to music yeah. and want to support i think that was a thing i had trouble with in florida was there wasn't a lot of music business going on yeah. and that was it was hard because we were working everybody we oh man the bands work so fucking yeah. hard down there like hustle 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 and it's like and then you just get to a point and you're like i I don't even know what to do next, you know? It's yeah. like, okay, we're working our asses off. Like, I don't know. It's it's hard. And I really commend everybody that keeps keeps going. Because I had to get out. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people do. So before we get into playing some of your music, I want to hear all about the inspiration behind the Destroyer video, which before we got on mic, I was telling you how much I really liked the grocery store setting in the beginning and then these three masked people doing choreography yeah and with vegetables and stuff mm. it was cool it was a really cool video <laughs> who'd you work Thanks. with on that and what was the inspiration behind it yeah um 
I worked with uh, Bobby Salazar. He's in a band called uh, Boo Baby. Uh, nice. I had to pause on that because <laughs> last time I said his band name, I said a baby boo. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he just kind of started this like butterscotch production. Actually, the funny story is is that I lived in Scranton, Pennsylvania for three years. Uh, Been and, all over. Yeah, I. Yeah, very like ADD. Pew uh. pew pew pew. Um, and I had met him at a house show and, uh, he said he was from Scranton and I was like, well, then you're going to be my best friend. Cause I'm also obsessed with Scranton. <laughs> they have a great music scene too. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's when we started talking. He said he did video stuff. I said, I need a video. Bang, bam, boom. We got together. Um, and he gave me like a lot of space to kind of just like vomit, like, uh, figure out what I was looking for. I definitely want to do that ancestor thing. I think I kind of figured it out talking to him. It was also scary. It was like I'm not. I have no idea what any of this means. I have no visual like like inspiration. I had no idea. I was like the songs are fu- cool, but like I didn't know what they were gonna look like. And, yeah. And it was. I was like, oh, I'm so stupid. I can't think of anything. I'm not creative. You know. I was like doing all that stuff, and then. Yeah, finally, like, just talking about it, talking about it came up. And um, the grocery store thing, I guess, is just uh, my idea was like going into a place to do a very normal thing. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but having a lot of shit going on. Yeah. That's, that's cool. so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. It's like the most normal, you know, monotonous thing. Exactly, yeah. Going to the fucking grocery store. I yeah. do it every Sunday. Mm hmm. Yeah, and there's been times where I've gone grocery shopping and I'm like about to like cry or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm like uh. thinking about so many crazy things and and then I'm but I'm like, oh Kellogg's, you know. Like, yeah, I know. I know. I've been there. I know that feeling. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to ball in the grocery store. Yeah. In the cereal aisle. In, in the cereal aisle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, so you're gonna play a song. And then we're going to play your songs, <laughs> the recorded version of your songs. Tell us a little bit about what song you're about to play. Uh, the song is called Eugene. Uh, it's like a pretty heavy rock and roll song during the set, um, but I'm playing it in a very calm, chill way. Wow. And w- why is that? <laughs> just because we're here? Um, and it's just a small room. Small room. <laughs> We feel like chilling out type of thing. I, I think I just sometimes feel silly being like, duh, duh, like, yeah. you know, without uh, cool. much going on. And this is going to be your next single or? Uh, we're going to work. We have this recorded, yeah. um, but we're kind of hanging on to everything. Okay, cool. Uh, shopping it and stuff. So, Gotta go to the store to shop yeah. it. All right. Take it away. Uh, 
hockey player With those skates you mount My heart's layers But my blades are cool They can play with you Thank you for sharing those awesome yeah. songs. Thanks so much for like letting me play them. It was really fun. Tell us about that second song you you played. Ugly Misfits. Quick. Ugly Misfits. Yeah. That's not recorded yet. Okay. 
Um, but we play that every show. Nice. Um, I wrote that really like a couple years ago. I had just started dating my girlfriend at the time, and um, she I thought she was really beautiful, and I felt really ugly. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what is she doing with me? And I was thinking about that a lot. So, And then I was just also kind of coming to terms with uh, how I grew up. I used to do a lot of drugs in high school. So I don't know. I just felt like an ugly misfit. And then I just wrote that song, I guess. <laughs> Great song. Can't wait to hear it recorded. Yeah, I really want to record that one in the right way. You sure. will. I know Walt's <laughs> there <you>. will. <laughs> All right. Let's play your latest single, Destroyer, and then we'll be back to play some records.
right, so we just heard a whole bunch of Waltzer. We heard Sophie play two unreleased songs, Eugene and Ugly Misfits. And we heard Waltzer's latest single, Destroyer, which, as previously mentioned, has a great music video to go along with it. Now, we're going to play some records that you picked now. Oh, fun. This was super fun. It's always super fun. Is this literally your record collection? Yes. That's, that's, you have everything. I like records and stuff. Where are they? In my apartment. Where? <laughs> my living room. <laughs> How many do you have in total? I guess like they're 1,400. But I have stuff at my parents, too, because it's like a lot of it was like inherited from my uncle and my parents' record collection as well. And then I just started adding to it. Like, if you if you ever, even if you ever have a tape, I want to buy it. First of all, I like your music, so th- I do want to buy it for that reason. But a That's lot of sweet. time, if I encounter someone, I'm like, I want the physical. I need, yeah. the, I need it in my hands. Yeah. Even a CD, I will listen to it in my car. Yeah. All right, you were... We're playing records now. Mm. You picked Ronnie Spector to start. Try some, buy some. Yeah. Love Ronnie Spector. Yeah. She is a big influence on... It's funny how, yeah, Ronnie Spector was already influential on a lot of people, but now you just look around at what's going on the last decade, 15 years of people around our age... And what they're influenced by and like, and you realize the Ronettes and Ronnie Spector have an even bigger influence, have touched a new generation of people. For sure. Yeah. It's awesome. I don't know what it is about them that's different than the other girl groups. I love all girl groups, but for some reason the Ronettes, like, they just hit a chord with me. Yeah. I think it's her voice. I really do. There's something about the way that she sings that's like... She's amazing, amazing voice. Yeah, and she still sounds like that. I heard her on NPR like a couple years ago, and she's, I don't know how old she is, but she sounds exactly the same. Timeless voice. Yeah. After that, another great love song, Ever Fallen in Love with Someone by the Buzzcocks. Yeah. I love this (laughs) song. Me too. I think I have singles going steady, but I also think I have the seven inch of this. Cool. I like to DJ with it. Nice. Great song. Yeah, I like that song a lot too. A, a friend of mine, um, uh, trying to figure out how to, I don't know, I had his iPod and like he just gave it to me. And so I, it had the Buzzcocks on it and then I, I got obsessed with that one record. And um, I don't know, I think there's just that, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why I like this song so much, but for for a punk band, it's just my yeah, they really knew, they're a punk band, but they really knew how to write a very good pop song yeah, as well. I really well. like their arrangements. Their arrangements are really strong. It mm-hmm. really just hits that nerve that people listen to it and say, this is a wonderful song. Yeah, you know, totally. This is a fun song, this song, and so many others as well. Yeah, the whole album, is it called Going Steady? I forget. Singles Going Steady, yeah. yeah. The whole album's great. Yeah. Every single one. Beautiful song, beautiful album, beautiful song, and a beautiful... And then, last song, The Next Messiah by Jenny Lewis. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Big Rilo, Kylie fan, growing up. Yeah. I really, uh, Jenny, Lu- I like, I got more into Jenny Lewis and Rilo Kylie, I think. Yeah. But when that al- the album Acid Tongue came out, I, I don't, I was younger. And yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, actually, I think Acid Tongue was the first song I like played on guitar. Oh, cool. <laughs> It's a good place to yeah. start. I'll never forget. My dad was like, he was like, I was like, Dad, what do you think? Does it sound good? And he was like, Yeah, but you know, can you play with a little more swing? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, What? So we kind of addressed this, but then I think we got off track. But your dad's a musician too. Was yeah. that? Did he introduce you to music growing up, playing sure. and listening and totally. things like that? My mom's a singer. My dad's, okay, cool. Um, they met playing music. They don't. My dad is in a cover band now. My mom uh, doesn't sing. She's a therapist. so, um, And they're separated. But when they were together, they used to like put on little shows and stuff, which was <laughs> awesome. And I would That's just be cool. like, you know. And you were involved in those shows. I would watch and just yeah. like, I loved it. I, they would sing... Um, I love coffee. I love tea. <laughs> you know that song? Yeah. And I would just be like, wow, they are so fucking rad. <laughs> That's really sweet. That's very nice. It was cool. It was really cool. All right. Yeah. We're going to play these songs. We've got Ronnie Spector, Irma Thomas, the Buzzcocks, and Jenny Lewis. We'll be back. Way back in time, someone said try some, I tried some, now buy some, I bought some, whoa, whoa, whoa. After a while, when I had tried them, denied them, I opened my eyes and I saw you.
I'm grizzled. Someone's always paying for that banter, baby. I went to a cobbler to fix a hole in my shoe. He took one look at my face and said, I can fix that hole in you. I beg your pardon, I'm not looking for a cure. I've seen enough of my friends in the depths of the God-sick blues. You know I am a This is what I always like to ask at the end of the show. You will be 
playing shows back home in Chicago, I'm assuming. Sure. Yeah. Any touring? Yeah. What you got on the agenda? We have a showcase at South by Southwest that we're playing. Oh, cool. Um, well, I'll, still... I'll see you there. I'm excited. So then we'll be making our way down to Austin and back, and that'll be in March. And uh, then we're going to probably do a lot of touring in the fall. Amazing. And so you have an EP on the horizon, LP? Yeah, like what my what I want is I want to go back in the studio and make it a full length album. But I'm kind of ho- holding out to see if I can get like some support, yeah, you know, gotcha. to get back in the studio. Um, but yeah, that's what I want to do until we figure out, you know, we're just gonna hold on to the songs for a little while. Keep them close to the vest. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll end the show with "We're All Gonna Die." Oh, that's a Because cool we are all going to die. I really did connect with the song because I'm fucking thinking about that all the time now. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I turned 30 like three years ago. But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm right just getting you. older, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, I really did connect with that song. All right. <laughs> yeah. We're playing We're All Gonna Die to end the show. Thank you so much, Walter. Thank you so much. You can find these songs, while, um, We're All Gonna Die. And Destroyer on Spotify, any other, all streaming platforms. You have Bandcamp? No Bandcamp. I got some SoundCloud stuff. Sick. And I think that's it. Cool. Oh, and Amazon Music. Amazon Music. All those random things. And Waltzer's on Facebook and Instagram as well. So Instagram's my favorite platform, though. Yes. I love looking at photos. Yeah, same. (laughs) Okay, everyone. Bye. Bye. Oh